Welcome to the End Times Chat. Our passion is found in the words of Jesus. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Each week, you will hear news from around the world that will urge you to wake up to these events to make you knowledgeable about what the Bible says about them. Join GJ and Dan in the conversation. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> every time I see that, I get all excited. I know I say that every week. <clears throat> and I was looking at the clouds, and then at the end, you and a picture of you and me going through the clouds, going <laughs> through the rapture, going hey. to see Jesus. That's right. I'm just glad and you're going with. I'm glad you're going with me, bro. Oh, I'm going with you. I'm. I'm going to be. We're going to be tied neck and neck because I know Whoa. the competition high between the two of us. So we better land in heaven together. <laughs> That's probably not going to happen. Jesus, well, he, he knows I'm going to win. So, well, I think what he, I think what may happen actually is that because he knows that all of the Christians here in California are going through way worse situations than those in Escobar, he might like have us go out first. I can say something. <laughs> I just realized we're live. I just realized we're live. Yes, we are live. Oh, by the hey. way, I still have my hand. There's how far I can bend my fingers. That's it? Still? Well, before. Yeah, I ran a power washer for seven hours yesterday. Holy cow. And you're getting you know how, what? Yeah, you know how you know how it is. Oh, I'm just gonna do this one little area and then oh. clean off the back patio. I did this one spot and it was like, oh my gosh, my whole driveway. So I did wait, wait. the whole Yeah. You did the whole driveway. So I did, I did like 90% of my driveway. I got a pretty good set of driving. And, and then I went out and finally did the back patio. And then of course I had to do around the pool and all that. Seven hours. Well, here this will preach because so many, so many times we we think, oh, I'm just going to take care of this little area of my life. But then all of a sudden we're realizing, oh wait, there's this other area that needs to be cleaned up. There's this other area. There's this other, area. and I'm still cleaning my life up after all these years. Yeah, and and then there's a price to pay afterwards. Yes, this is good part of my body, right? <laughs> if I don't move much. Oh, oh, here, let me move my neck. <laughs> well, when um, the Mickey go hmm section, we'll move it back to the right. So maybe yeah, you'll bounce no, yourself no, out. No, I'm going to give it to you right here. Let's just get it out of the way. Okay. What was I thinking? <laughs> the whole time I was out there doing it, I was thinking, why aren't I paying somebody to do this? Um, Because you can do it. Things that make you go, hmm. To answer, to answer your question, why, why yesterday? 
We have a big wedding next Saturday. Hey, that means you guys are preparing for a wedding, but you know when that wedding is going to happen. It's going to be next Saturday, right? For all right. of us that are believers, there's a wedding coming, and we don't know when it's going to happen yet. I bet it happens Jewish holiday, though. I just, just that's my prediction. Well, you know, there is one coming up, September 15th, 16th. And uh, as they say back in the day, you will know if it's true, if it happens. True. That's truth. Way to speak that truth. Yeah, I'm so glad that I was able to cast that truth on everybody. Hey, so, uh, no, seriously speaking, there's a wedding coming up this weekend, and you've been working hard. So has Alita no, no, and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, well, you just... You, yeah, you did. You just did seven hours of cleaning your driveway. In your first seat. time. First time I worked hard about it. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for your honesty. Uh, but if you're just tuning in, we want you to share this video. Share it, share it, share it. Uh, like it and go to YouTube. Lost Art of Relationship is going to be on there uh, for now. But as we mentioned last week at the end of the show, there's some things happening in the background that we'll let you know about as they come up. But one of the things happening this week is that we're going to get we're going to get a design or some designs Whoa. done. Whoa. Yeah, I know. I'm excited about that. I just got a text from her, by the way. Oh, sweet. Well, I probably should check mine, too. She might. Oh, no, no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stay focused. Focus. Focus. We yeah, show. Focus. 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 OK, so um, hold it. Hold it. Hold it. I'm yeah. just going to say something from the video you shared with me last week. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> Nobody knows what we're talking about. Go to YouTube and type in stop it and the name Bob Newhart. You're going to have a great laugh. You're going to really enjoy it. Um, so, hey, we got. Oh, by the way, yeah, I'm interrupting you. I'm interrupting you. I do that. I know it happens all the time. It's all good. Yeah. It happens all the time. That's what I do. That's what I do. Stop it. Stop it. Dan, Dan sent that video to me. And then I'm like, okay, why are you sending this video to me? Yeah, it's funny, but is there something more to this? So I think it's like, are you saying stop it because I don't want you on the show anymore? Stop it because you're not funny anymore. Stop it because you're you're you now have more injuries and more hand challenges than you. Because now That's if you about one. That's the one. I'm gonna get to heaven first. Is that why you sent me the video? I don't know. I'm not sure where that came from. No, the video is just funny. It's just funny. Everybody's got to hey, laugh. Hey. Everybody has to laugh every now and then. It's I a was good laughing. thing. I was laughing the whole time. It was like the funniest awesome. thing that day. So thank you for the okay. laugh. Now, you know what the Bible says about uh, a cheerful heart does good like medicine. One of the things that GJ and I want to cast to every one of you, even though we talk about some serious things, just to kind of revert right back to the show is we want you to know that you can have a cheerful heart even in the middle of all the chaos. Whoa. Chaos is the word. Chaos. There's a lot of chaos going on right now, and we need to get into it. So tell me what you got on some earth news. Do you have anything on the earth news? Well, let, let, let's define what chaos is. Okay, go for it. Disorder or confusion, a confused or troubling condition. I think we can all say there's we've experienced chaos in some part of our life over the last 14 to 16 months. Hey, there's a, not only that definition, 
But there's another one that I just saw that says disordered state of unformed matter and infinite space supposed in some cosmogenic views to have existed before the ordered universe. <laughs> I don't know what just, that means, but I don't I don't know what that means, but here's what I know. You had to trump me, you had to come up with something more scientific, more elevated, more I I don't even know what that meant. I'm speaking to people, you're speaking to what the cosmic whatever. I mean, seriously, this is a Christian show, bro. Focus, it is, but hey, focus, use focus. chaos in a Use okay. chaos in a sentence. Use chaos in a sentence for everyone so that they can get it. You're creating a lot of chaos already in this first few minutes of this show. That's my plan. That was my plan at the very beginning. So Why? Because it was very good. Thank you. No problem. All right. So no, go back to your definition one more time. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Whoa, whoa. Oh. Thank you. <clears throat> Great disorder or confusion, a confused or troubling state or condition. <clears throat> and you said that's where we are in the world for a very long time, not just even the last 18 months. But Correct. Ever However, ever since I believe everybody around the globe in the last 14, 16 months can definitely say, oh my gosh, I've, I've experienced it of some type. Go out, go, out on, go out, go to a store now. There's some type of chaos. Could be lack of goods and, goods and services. I mean, we're experiencing it everywhere. Well, let's take a look at back in the day when um, they used to call it, what, Black Friday on the day after Thanksgiving. I remember every once in a while we'd go out 4.30 in the morning, go to some uh, major blockchain store, which I won't mention the name of because I don't want to get in trouble. And there will be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that are crowding the doors. And everybody's calm until the doors open. And then it's mass chaos. Everybody's pushing on each other, knocking people over. Unfortunately, some people would get trampled on and actually have to go to the hospital. I think at one, one time, somebody actually died because of it. And all because people are looking out for themselves <laughs> and wanting to get something. Do you see where I'm going with the analogy? Yeah, I went one time. One time with some of my family. won't say who. My mom was one of them. Like. I'm sorry, Miss Nancy. He shouldn't be mentioning you in the middle of this broadcast as far as chaos is concerned. We took, we took it to a whole nother level. My mom was the instigator. Yes, yes. Let's put on the black eye. Let's put on military-looking clothes. We did, because we're like, we're going into battle. Tissue, really? <laughs> we, we all go together. Then there's some crazy lunatic at the store blowing a whistle and every time that whistle blew some part of the store people would stop and was like there's a new red light special and they would run over there only to find there was nothing there oh my gosh oh wait wait this is so good because this is what's happening right now every single yes. time a new yes. happening everybody yes. shifts their focus and they go somewhere else for example when it's when it's 
stuff going on in Afghanistan, stuff going on in Arizona, stuff going Whoa. on in DC, stuff going on in California. And, and my homies, my homies, Louisiana. Oh my gosh, we're gonna talk about Louisiana later. That's crazy, man. I, there's there's some things that I definitely I want to talk about as far as Earth news and Louisiana, because almost everyone now knows across the world that a massive hurricane has hit the coast of Louisiana in the last 24 hours. Uh, according to the news reports, I'm hearing that the power is still out for most of Louisiana, uh, at least in that area. And um, so our prayers are with with everybody that is going through that right now. And um, we'll pray that you remain safe. I think that there's been one death reported so far in that. Uh, but there's some, there's some crazy things about this hurricane, Hurricane Ida, that I want to kind of flow in with, and no pun intended, flow in with, but kind of going with the end times. One, this storm was so forceful, it reversed the flow of the Mississippi River due to the storm surge that was following it. I mean... Reversed, I mean, right now, the Mississippi River flows south into the Gulf of Mexico. And what they said was, is that when I say they, I mean, the, those in the meteoro meteorology and those that are studying those things, the Mississippi River was flowing north because of the storm surge. And that's a major port area um, in Louisiana. So that's one thing that happened. And then, by the way, GJ, in February of 2020, uh, I'm not sure. I know you and I know about this uh, this website, but Israel 365. It's a it's a it's news oriented, but they they bring in this, the uh, the Jewish scriptures and try to make comparisons to what's going on in the scriptures with what's going on now. But in February 2020, it was predicted through one of their stories that, and I'm quoting this: any attempts by a White House administration to institute an anti-covenant policy that divided the land of Israel would inevitably result in natural catastrophe of historic proportions. Now, here's where it all comes in. Prime Minister Naftali Bennett was just at the White House this last week, and when he was flying back, that is when Irish coast of Louisiana on the same day 16 years ago that Hurricane Katrina struck the coast of Louisiana. You can't make this stuff up. You can't make this stuff up. So uh, I'm, it's just too, too coincidental for me for it to be a coincidence. And I want people to know that God does interject things into our lives when there is judgment that needs to happen. And he is very clear about the stance that we should have on Israel and on Jerusalem. And I'm going to read some scriptures about that later in Second Chronicles. But um, it's, it's something that I, I think we need to pay attention to. When you see a tragedy like this happen, whether it's in the United States or whether it's in some other country, take a look at what's going on politically in that nation with with how the nation views God and uh, and what's going on, what's going on in that country. And you might see something that God's trying to show us. So that uh, thanks for that segue, GJ. That was an amazing segue. That's what I do. That's what I do. Dude, you're on it. Do I need to get it? Do I need to get the whistle out? Well, where are you going to take us next? <laughs> well, but I had my one Earth news from my home state, and you you took it to a whole nother proportion. I'm not even worthy. 
I'm not even sure what's so I, I don't even know what's next now. I'm like, I'm feeling unworthy. All right. Let's just jump right in. Let's just jump Go right for in. it. Come Let's on, man. So, in my preparation for today, and yes, I do prepare, even though I got nothing compared to Dan. That bothers me because I usually have to win. I just can't stand against anybody. So, I'm losing the battle today. Thank you. Um, there's no battle happening here. For those of you listening, for those of you watching, there's no battle. There's no battle. No, there's no battle. But my story. But it's funny. My story sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Let's just think about this for a second. The power of the water. I mean, the Mississippi River is one of the largest rivers in the world. That kind of force. That's godly force. And I'm just saying, I mean, that, that's the whole time I'm like, that's pretty crazy how much force <clears throat> and, and how, how much destruction and trauma that's and chaos that, that really exists. I mean, if you go back 16 years to Katrina, and I didn't realize it was the same day, <clears throat> I did hear that people that are down there in New Orleans were saying, based on all the reports, that this one could be as big or bigger than Katrina as far as the, the aftermath. <clears throat> so I don't know what what that looks like at this point. It's probably too early to tell. Um, again, hopefully they're more prepared this time because of all the everything that happened in Katrina. Because I went down there a couple years after Katrina. <clears throat> it was like two years after Katrina. And, I mean, you can still see the signs, you know, two years later of all the aftermath. And so anyway, um, <laughs> my prayers go out to them. So I started preparing. I'm like, okay, what's my highlight? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Talk about chaos. And I know I see that text yesterday, basically on chaos, and with no, with no explanation, no nothing. But obviously, you got it. It looks like that's the topic for the show tomorrow. 100%. That's all about it. <laughs> we didn't talk till, till six minutes before the show went live. We hadn't even talked. <clears throat> but Dan got it. <clears throat> and I'm in a uh, devotional on chaos. <clears throat> and then on a, what is the opposite of chaos? Order. P order or peace. Or peace, yeah. With, with, with order. Typically, it comes peace. <clears throat> um, so anyway, I started looking at it. I'm like, oh, my gosh. But I'm just, I go to some of the mainstream media sometimes just to see what they're saying, even though a lot of it, I believe, is lies. Yeah, I said it. A lot of it is propaganda. Yes, I said it. Some of it is, you know, it, it, it's, it's a funnel system to whatever they want you to pay attention to. <clears throat> so. Dan and I, we go to a lot of variety of news sources, and we go to ones that are trusted as well. But we also go to these, and I'm not going to say who it is. <clears throat> and I actually went to a couple of them, and, and we go to them. A lot of times they're talking about the same topics. You know, they just a little different slant. So I'm, I'm going there, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Talk about chaos. So you, you got the storm in Louisiana. You got the fires there in California. 
you've got volcanic volcanic uh, eruptions. We got earthquakes all over the country, all over the world. And and again, we're going to break records. We got stuff happening in the in the skies. We've got political unrest in all these different countries. We got stuff that's going down in Afghanistan. For us, we're talking a lot about Afghanistan. I don't know about the rest of the world. You know, what's happened there pretty much in the last two weeks. <clears throat> and that's chaos right there. You have people dying. You have different things that are happening that shouldn't have been happening. And then it's like there's a lot of doubt, a lot of fear. So chaos typically leads to fear. A lot of times people thrive in chaos because they're afraid afraid with fear of dealing with you know the the normal circumstances so i've seen a lot of people that actually create chaos because they're afraid to deal with the reality <coughs> so i'm just going through here people are dying people are killing people all these different things going around about the world uh, military i know rumors of war um there's a lot of that right now and we've talked about a lot of it every week. And it just seems like it's all coming to a head. Something's got to give. And <clears throat> am I the only one that feels that way? But when you see all this craziness, it's like people are sick and tired of the craziness, the new normal that isn't normal at all and continues to shift, you know, different rules. <laughs> and then what was working is not working. And I'll do this. Don't do this. Oh, well, let's go back to doing this. That's chaos. Yep. And let me just um, pop this scripture up on there for us. Uh, Jesus said very, very clearly, sorry, I'm a little bit stuttered there. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Jesus, however, says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. When you have what Jesus says, the abundant life or life to the full, that is a life full of peace. And I'm going to read another scripture about that later. But just keep in mind, the thief who is Satan, who is the enemy, who is the one that we're up against, the prince of this world, is the one that's causing much of the chaos. Now, one might say, well, why does God allow it? Well, God may have be allowing it sometimes because he's bringing judgment. God may allow it sometimes because he's trying to teach us something. But uh, the enemy is the one who is the God of chaos. But we have a God who's a God of order and one that is a God of peace. Jesus himself is the Prince of Peace. Uh, getting back to the wars and rumors of wars, which is what Jesus talked about in Matthew 24 and Luke 21. Uh, he says, with the rise of the Taliban, uh, no, not he said, but I'm saying with the rise of the Taliban and taking over an entire country in a matter of months, growing tensions with the U.S., Taiwan is still in the crosshairs, uh, China and the CCP, growing tensions are mounting all over the world, uh, Japan with China. And the potential of Russia and Iran and Turkey and and even the European countries and the Middle East and um, shoot, there's like growing tensions even with the with the Central American now. We don't hear much about that in the news, but if you're keeping an eye on what's going on around the world, you see that there's some growing tensions even down in those areas. Cuba is still a part of it. Haiti is going through chaos, not wars and rumors of wars, but they're going through still chaos dealing with the aftermath of that earthquake a few weeks ago. So. Man, GJ, I feel like there's this long, long list, but I do want to point people back to the wars and rumors of wars of what happened in Afghanistan this past week and, and connect it again to the fact that the prime minister of Israel was in Washington, D.C. 
talking to our, the current administration. And while he is there, that's when that terrorist attack happened outside of the Kabul, Kabul International Airport, where over 200 people were killed, including 13 of our own soldiers here in the United States. This is the wars and rumors of wars, nation against nation that we're talking about. And, uh, and it happened all throughout history. I was, I've been reading again through the Old Testament and how every single king, even the ones that went through peace times, were battling with people outside of their area. They were just continually going to war against each other. Nations rising up against nations, kingdom against kingdom, town against town. Uh, it just happened happen all the time, and it's happening even more so now, even though we don't see it and hear about it all the time. So this is the kind of chaos that is all around us. And uh, I'm getting tired of talking about the chaos, but we need to, we need to move on to other chaos. <laughs> what do you got, TJ? Things that make you go, hmm, other chaos. Well, all, all, this, all this makes me go, hmm. Yeah, what's happening? So, so one of the questions is, that a, lot, that a lot of people say, why would God allow this? And you really, you did a great job of addressing it. Um, God allows certain things to happen. And, 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 and yeah, and I, me and Alita were talking about, you know, the Old Testament. And I, as I've shared before, as I, I refused to read the Old Testament. That was like old, old news, old hat. And like, what's that got to do? I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I love the Old Testament. And I love the stories there, and I love the impact. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm seeing it happen with countries similar to what happened in the Bible, or I'm seeing it as society across the whole, you know, across the globe. Um, and so why does that happen? Because the enemy, which is Satan, is creating all this chaos. And then God sometimes allows it because he wants something. He's got something else in store. Or someone else in store to be in a leadership position or something that we don't know about or see. Or sometimes, as bad as it is, it's actually a protection mechanism to something else. The number one thing that I've seen, though, is that God wants you to turn it, turn to him, turn toward him, and lean into him. And I know we've talked about that on the show, is in, in your case, in my case, um, in the time that we've known each other, which seems like a lifetime now. Um, and I knew, I know you're going to say, well, you are a little bit older than me, GJ. Well, that's true, but I am winning. I am winning. You're winning there. No doubt about it. I, winning. I can I'm winning. So that's my story. I'm sticking to it. <clears throat> um, and now with the hand and all that, I'm winning. Although you, you're winning about going to the hospital. You've gone there more times than I have. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'll be performing all week. Um, God wants us to lean in. And in our own lives is that we've had some challenges just since we've known each other. Not with you and I, although I am winning. Um, and I do remind Tanya that you are the boss of me. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> if you're not sure if what she... that means, go back two weeks ago and you'll figure it out. <laughs> hey, yeah. But God wants us to lean into him. And I know in some of the things that have happened in your personal life, in my personal life, in our business life, God is showing us a direction and is, is typically saying, hey, take a step back, turn towards me. 
turn towards me and turn towards the Bible. And we're going we're gonna to definitely turn back to some of those scriptures uh, shortly because I, I want to read some scriptures. One of them, not right now, but in, in a few minutes, a little bit later on the show, uh, a scripture that is often misquoted uh, when it comes to how people understand it. And I just want to read the context of that a little bit later and kind of bring some clarity to it. But um, do you have anything in leading up to the tribulation? I mean, there it's, it's crazy. Some of the things that are going on right now. And yeah, yes. Yes. Now our, our good friend, Jimmy Evans, you might know him. I don't know him personally. He doesn't know me. Doesn't he know who I am? Um, I love this. We're going to get him on the show. We're going to get him on the show sometime soon. Mark my words, everybody. We're going to get Jimmy Evans on this show. Well, if, that'd be great. Finally get, to, finally do something to help the show. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> Word from our sponsor. Now that GJ whoa, has said, whoa, 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 yeah. 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 There's no, there's no sponsor yet. But we're going to be getting one. We're going to be getting one really soon. Yeah. All right. Back so, to you, DJ. <clears throat> So, as I said, Jimmy Evans, you know, he talks about, I mean, he believes it can happen any moment, any time. And I, I agree with that. Uh, and he thinks it's going to happen on a Jewish holiday. He gives a lot of lot of update material on that. You know, so if you don't know who he is, go check him out. Uh, he uh, is great given, given what's going on in the world and to, to a biblical sense. <clears throat> reason I'm sharing that is, we're going to we have to go into Jewish holidays, and I don't know if the rapture happens now. But what I do believe, I does I do believe when Jesus does return, I believe it will happen on a Jewish holiday. Because if you look at all the different signposts in the past that have happened, that are documented, it's you know there's a clue right there. So <clears throat> with that, I just feel like with all this chaos, all this different stuff, all this tension. And Alita, this uh, this is another point. Alita posted on Instagram, um, uh, you know, a, a conversation, just a snippet of a show that she recently did with uh, some good friends of ours, Rashawn and Denise Copeland, and um, and he talked about suicide because at one point he was he was at that point of committing suicide, and that, that was part of the story on, that they talked about. So they put a she just put a snippet on it, not with a whole lot of detail. <clears throat> Over a hundred thousand people saw it almost immediately. I'm like, there's a sign right there. People are hungry because people are tent feeling the tension, feeling stuff, and they, they they might not even understand the chaos or what's going on in their life, whether it was somebody else created it, whether the global craziness that's going on, or they did create it, the one th and they don't know how to get out of it. There is a way out of it, and that's through Jesus Christ. That's number one. <clears throat> My point, though, is, is that leading up to the tribulation, which means Jesus has to return. So we talked about the bride early in the show and, the, you know, the wedding. <clears throat> so Jesus descends to earth and says, you know, come, let's go. I don't know exact words, so don't quote me on that. Uh, but basically, it's like, hey, I'm coming to get you. And anybody that's that's already passed away and you know died, whether it's today or whenever, 
they're 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 woken and they go first. So what does that mean? Where are you going? We're going into heaven. Um, and so with all this craziness and all this chaos, it's a wake-up call. I clearly see it's a wake-up call. And it's a wake-up call in so many things. Because if you just look at the military side of things and you look at the political side of things, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's like, oh, my gosh, I wonder how long that was going on. What's causing that? Why is that tension happening? Why is this decision being made? What's being covered up? What's real? What's not real? I mean, you ask anybody, they pretty much can say, they may not be able to quantify it, but they're like, there's a lot of stuff that just doesn't add up. So my point is, is that with all that said, I believe peace is going to come because I believe a revival is going to happen before Jesus return. I truly believe that. I believe that in my being and whether it's on a global scale or in different parts of the world, I don't know what I do know is that people are hungry for something else. And when you're putting up a topic like suicide and you and it's going viral, there's a sign. So to me, a revival is going to happen. And I believe there is peace coming. I believe <laughs> there's opportunity for things to get better. Now we also know that after Jesus comes, things... <laughs> go down fast and you don't want to have to deal with those things i know we've talked a lot about that on previous shows i know we'll continue to talk about it the one thing i know is chaos a lot of times creates a shifting point a refocus and i believe that's going to happen it's just the question is when well one of the biggest things though gj especially when you look back at the old testament um or the old covenant scriptures the uh, Jewish scriptures is that when you look back at Israel, sometimes God would bring that judgment and they still would not turn. But there was usually a remnant, which is a certain group of people that were left that still stood in God. So, and he, he has actually saved certain areas, even if for a handful of people that are there that trust in God. So don't give up hope about where you are, where you live and the things the people that are around you. If you're listening to this and you're in an area where you feel like you're the only Christian, only believer, there's only a handful of you, find that strength in those those few numbers because God is is with you. He promises he will be with you. So when I uh, when I think about uh, when I think about the end times, I think about the things that lead up to the tribulation. And what you just mentioned is that there's going to be a point where Jesus comes back and takes the church with him. Um, I think it's really, really important for us to see that there are other things in the mix that are happening around us that we have to pay attention to because they are precursors to things, the signs that we, the signposts that we always talk about. And one of them is, and and this one just struck me, GJ, it was so obscure. I almost didn't put it into the broadcast because it seemed really obscure, but then really odd at the same time. So kind of leading up to the tribulation and things that make you go, hmm, at the same time. So Italy They've now a petition that has forced a decision to go to referendum. So for anybody that's not sure what I'm talking about, in some countries, democratic countries, in order for some, for the masses of the country to vote on a particular issue, there needs to be a certain number of people that will sign a petition and say, yes, I want this to be on the ballot. And so in Italy, 
that are required to have no less than 500,000 signatures on any referendum that they put before the people. Well, this particular issue actually had over 700,000 signatures. And here is what it, here's what they're going to put on the ballot at the next election. It's a public referendum to legalize euthanasia. You heard that right. So euthanasia, for those of you who don't know, is when someone can then be put down, right? So when we have animals and we send them to, to the doctor and they're sick and they're ill, we actually will euthanize them. It happened all throughout the ages with horses that would get sick or cows that would get sick or animals that would, they would put them down because they put them out of their misery. So this is what Italy is going to decide on is whether or not it's legal or not to euthanize a person. So to put down a person, if they're of old age and they are sick, request it, or if they're, or if the doctor, this, is, this opens up a whole can of worms with other people making a choice about your life. So, and, and this is the interesting thing. There's looking at the numbers of the average age of people in Italy. So in 2009, what I was reading was, is that the average um, age of those over 65 20 point, one out of every five people in Italy was over the age of 65. Now in 2020, it's closer to one out of every four. So that's how much the age, average age has increased. And one of the things that I think of, GJ, is why would that happen? Well, because there are less people being born. Well, it's not that less people are getting pregnant. It's just that less people are being born. So if you if you call in the play abortion, which is the killing of innocent lives, and then you actually put it into those who are old age trying to depopulate and get the average lower, you see a mixture for chaos. And um, so this is what's going to be voted on in the next next election in Italy. And it just it just rocked me this morning when I read that because I'm thinking, man, we're actually starting to put it on there, put it out in the open that we're going to be OK with killing people because of whatever their issues are in life, where does it end as motion? Where does it end? And the question, the other question is, is are you ready for Jesus when he comes back? Because all this stuff points me to only one thing is that he's got to be coming back soon. I didn't know, I didn't know that news. Um, and thanks for the legal clarification jargon. Oh yeah. You're in law school. They had to throw out the legal side. Um, do my best. Do my best. I didn't know that story. Did I say that? Um, but here's an interesting thing. So one of the resources that we have on our ministry page, and we have over 100 resources, and, and I'm not talking about end times chat. Um, one of the resources is on euthanasia. And I was like, do we really need this on here? I'm like, where is this really applicable? I mean, I literally was thinking that this morning because I was oh, on the website. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you just confirmed. And I remember my son one time when he went checked out the resource page for the first time. He goes, why do you have youth in Asia on it? I'm like, oh, it's just one we have. And, you know, I really couldn't answer it. Now I can answer it because... But that's where we're headed. And then, then when you get to the end of the tribulation, if you don't bow down to the Antichrist, 
<clears throat> you know, at the, you know, which at the, which happens at the three, he, re, he uh, shows himself at the three and a half year mark. Um, you don't bow down if you're alive then. You survive all the other craziness, which makes all, here's the thing, all the craziness that's happening in our world since it began to now is nothing compared to what is to come in the tribulation. That should be a wake-up call right there. That should be, I mean, where you're hoping you die, it's going to get so bad at some point where you're hoping you will die and you cannot die. That's pretty crazy. So, now, I don't know if that means they can't kill you, but the point is, that's it, there's some crazy stuff that happens. So the point is, is that they will be euthanized. They're just going to, in the num number one way, is beheading through a guillotine. So if you don't accept the mark, you don't accept the Antichrist, you got an option, either do it or we're going to kill you. And they're going to do it nationally to create fear. And then people are going to cheer and excited, be excited. And we're already seeing some some of that behavior right now. Not killing people, but we're seeing that behavior. So there's a sign right there that's leading up to how people will behave in the tribulation. 100%. And um, those are all, these are all leading up to the tribulation, but also things that make you go. Because, I mean, obviously... I would ask that same question, GJ. But would I? Why would I leave euthanasia into the list of things we need to talk about? Well, one of the one of the things that we've been I've been studying in school, law school, is this whole right to die situation. And because in our constitution, in the United States anyway, it says that we have the right to life, liberty, and property. So if you then say that we have the right to die, why would we then have a right to life? Doesn't make any sense, does it? So Jesus himself is life itself. He is the one who had the word of God breathed life into us. So the reason why we have life is because of the word of God. It's because of Jesus. And he is then again the one who has offered eternal life. So not just physical life, but eternal life because of his death on the cross. And just to show you how Jesus, through chaos, can bring hope. Here is Jesus walking with that uh, beam on his shoulders after he had been beaten, walking to the hill called Calvary, or then called Golgotha in the scriptures. And he is in the middle of all that chaos, and he's bringing peace. He is, he is becoming the avenue for peace into our lives, into our souls, into our hearts, into this world, so that in the middle of all that chaos, we can have that peace, and we can have that hope. And so, um, I, by the way, I just saw this scripture this morning when I was looking up uh, about chaos, is that God is such a, a grace-filled God and a gracious God that he warns us about things that are going to happen all the time. He, he said that in John, uh, when he was talking to uh, his disciples, he said, hey, look, see, I've told you this ahead of time so that you're going to know. You won't be surprised. Or that when you remember it later, you're going to look back and say, Oh, Jesus told me that. Or the Holy Spirit's going to remind us of what he said. But in Amos, which is the minor prophets of the Old Testament or in the Hebrew scriptures, um, he says this, can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? This is Amos chapter three. Does a lion ever roar in a thicket without first finding a victim? 
Does a young lion growl in its den without first catching its prey? Uh, does a bird ever get caught in a trap that has no bait? Does a trap spring shut when there's nothing to catch? When the ram's horn blows a warning, shouldn't the people be alarmed? Does disaster come to a city unless the Lord has planned it? Indeed, the sovereign Lord never does anything until he reveals his plans to his servants, the prophets. So we know what's coming. We can see it. We know it's happening because the scriptures have already foretold it through the prophets of old. God has already laid out the plan. And we are just here to help point you to it. Uh, so, GJ, before we get involved in the, uh, there's another part of this chaos this, uh, conversation. What else you got? Anything else you want to pop in there as far as news before we kind of land this plane? I, I don't have any more news. I mean, it's almost like right where I'm at right now, I'm numb to the news. <clears throat> yeah, I, I feel you. I don't watch the news and I don't pay attention to the news because it's all negative. And I'm like, and I've been that way for 20 years. <clears throat> I remember I used to have a roommate and he loved watching the news. And I think he still does because I see some of his posts on Facebook and I'm like, he's watching the news because some of the stuff he's talking about, I'm like, oh my gosh, that had to come from the news. And, um, and I'm like, I never liked watching him because it was always negative. I wanted to watch something positive or listen to something positive so to me i think a great transition right now is and i don't before i go there maybe you got some things that go make you go hmm i'm still thinking everything that you've covered today makes me want to go hmm. <laughs> i'm just <laughs> everything could be under that category yeah yeah so i didn't actually I, add the category so <laughs> <laughs> so unless you've got things that make you go, hmm, I, I say we jump right in on some of the the, the, the scripture stuff. And, and before before you turn us off, let me ask you a few questions. So before I ask the questions, do you have things that make you go, hmm? You know what? This time I didn't. I, everything I had on my oh, list dude, was something. What are you doing on this go. show? <laughs> I knew you were just waiting. You queued up for that one, didn't you? <laughs> Everything on my list was something that made me go. Where's my whistle? I mean, I can come up with something really, really fast because there's plenty out there. Okay. I'm going to blow my whistle and transition since we okay, don't have go. anything to go. Leaks to go. <clears throat> are you having confusion right now? So anybody that's watching or listening, are you having confusion right now? And, and not about the confusion that's going on like what we just talked about. You know, what was confusing in your life <clears throat> outside of all the chaos? Does it seem like as if you can't think straight? Because that's what happens to a lot of people when the chaos and all these different things go on. And it's like where <clears throat> there's this burden, even if it's not things you're creating. Um, does it feel as if you have too much to handle? I know sometimes I feel that way because I have a lot of responsibility. And this week, I'm like, I feel like I got added responsibility because we got a lot of people coming to town. We got a wedding. And even though it's not my wedding and I, I'm not having to do a whole lot, um, I just know it just comes with, you know, the territory. <clears throat> um, so so does, it, does, it, does it feel as if you have too much to handle? 
are things spinning around in your life trying to take you down. <clears throat> and I think we can all see or feel some of that. <clears throat> I mean, just thinking of some of the things you're talking about, whether that's happening right now, that's going to happen in the future. It's like <clears throat> there's stuff that's trying to take us down. <clears throat> remember, remember, though, God is not the one bringing the chaos, mess, and confusion. For God is the author of, not the author of confusion, he's the author of peace. He's the author of peace. And you say, hey, I don't have the peace. Well, here's what I said. When people say they don't have peace, I'm like, you can still have peace in all the chaos. I think you and I have seen that within our own individual lives in the time that we've known each other, because we've been very open and vulnerable with one another, because God is at the center. Jesus is at the center. And Jesus, like you said, <clears throat> carried the cross up on that big hill. I mean, it was not a short little jaunt <clears throat> carrying all that, being whipped. <clears throat> and he was already <clears throat> tired. And before that, he went to the uh, Garden of Gethsemane. Gethsemane. Did I say it right? You're close. Yeah, I always struggle with that word. Um, I, I did grow up in Louisiana. Um, he did not, he, said he was begging father. He was trying to put out cause he knew what was going to happen. He knew the pain. He knew the trauma. He knew the, 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 the weight of the, of all of it. <clears throat> and it was not going to be easy. I mean, he literally did not want to do it. Although he knew he had to. <clears throat> and so sometimes we don't want to go through the fire or the chaos we have to go through the fire of the chaos. And sometimes we create our own fire and our own chaos. <clears throat> so God is the author of peace. And when you lean into him, you can find peace amongst the chaos. And my wife shares some of the things that were going on, you know, this weekend and all this. And I'm like, the whole time I'm thinking, that doesn't sound peaceful or enjoyable to me. I'm like, how do I find peace in that? I literally go to that mindset. So how do you train your mind to do that? Right here. It's the Bible. For those that are just turning in, this is my dad's Bible. He passed away in January of 2021. And uh, he's got notes everywhere. So woo! <clears throat> he's got notes. And um, in John, well, 1 Corinthians 14, 1433, for God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. And as in all the meetings of God's holy people. So that's one. And then the other one is John. <clears throat> John, John, and I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Well, I have been a master, master of this, of chasing, driving, going after things for most of my life. And I am still competitive as, you, as you've witnessed in the beginning of this show. But I had to learn it's a double-edged sword. And then I'm like, am I focusing using this to help help move God's path for me, or uh, am I 
trying to create my own path. And when I started to lean into God, it got easier for the peace. The road is still bumpy. I mean, it's a bumpy road no matter what, but it's a lot more peaceful with Jesus than without. 100%. Um, so I was looking at the couple of scriptures here to kind of bring us to that same, that point where I know you're leading us to JJ is that um, in, this is the one I wanted to help kind of correct some people's thinking on because there's a lot of, there are a lot of people that like to put out that verse as an encouragement. And it's a great encouragement. Don't get me wrong, but it's in second Chronicles chapter seven, where it says, if my people will humble themselves and pray, then I will uh, hear from heaven and heal their land. Right? So that's a great scripture. It's really encouraging, but I want people to understand the context of that passage. First of all, Solomon, King Solomon, the second or the third king of Israel, King David's son, who we know that there were God had promised that there would always be someone from the line lineage of David on the throne of Israel. And the next one we know is going to be Jesus because he's going to set himself up as the king over all of Israel, over all the world, those who believe. And uh, so Solomon finished this temple, right? The first temple that was ever built in Jerusalem, which which is now where uh, the Alexa Mosque is in Israel. He finished the temple of the Lord, and it says in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 11, as well as the royal palace. He completed everything he had planned to do in the construction of the temple and the palace. Then one night, the Lord appeared to Solomon and said, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this temple as the place for making sacrifices. At times, I might shut up the heavens so that no rain falls, or command grasshoppers to devour your crops or send plagues among you. Doesn't it feel like that's kind of what's happening in some, some different places? Then, then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. Notice the context. And then he says, if you do that, after those things come and those calamities come, then if you do that, my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to every prayer made in this place. For I have chosen this temple and it set it apart to be really a place where my name will be honored forever. I will always watch over it for it is dear to my heart. Then in the rest of that passage, God goes on to tell Solomon, look, if the people turn away from me, this all goes away. And so that's kind of the... That's the theme throughout all of our lives is that if we turn to God, then he will heal us. If we turn away from him, then the calamity happens. And if we turn away from him, that means we're focusing and shifting our attention. Like when that whistle blows and the enemy blows a whistle and wants our attention to be taken off of God, we shift our attention away. And then all of a sudden we wonder why things are happening the way they're happening. Well, that's where the world is right now. But Jesus in John chapter 14, and I know you were just reading out of the book of John. In verse one says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? And then Jesus says, when everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. And you know the way to where I am going. And even at that, the disciples were like, wait a second, we don't know where you're going. And then 
Jesus goes in and says, don't worry. You may, I, first of all, he said, wait, I've been with you all this time. And you don't know who I am. <laughs> That's one of the things he said to Philip. He was like, who, but who are you? But Jesus says, I will send the comforter an advocate, which is the Holy Spirit, which will remind you of everything I have taught you. And so right now, that's what we're trying to impose on everyone. It's trying to, trying to get you to understand is that all these things are happening. It should point us straight back to God. And if we are his people, we'll humble ourselves and pray. Then he will hear from heaven and he will heal our land. But if we don't, he's not going to do that. So, GJ, I think that most of us need to get to that place, even as believers, where we say, I need to get back to that place with God. Or there are people out there right now that are going, I need to get to that place with God. How do they do that? Well, number one is simply ask. <laughs> ask for help. And ask for help from who? Jesus. So that's number one. Number two is ask for forgiveness. You know, Jesus will forgive you for everything. It, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, that's one of the things that I see people over and over. They like, why, why would he forgive me for this? Why would he forgive me this? Because God is a God of peace. God is a God of grace. God is a God of forgiveness. God is a God of love. And he wants you to, you know, repent of those sins. <clears throat> that's number two. Number three is ask Jesus to come into your heart. And the Bible continually says, you know, guard your heart, guard your heart, guard your heart. God looks at your heart. God looks at the purity of your heart. And so, so, so you know, just pray and ask for Jesus to come into your heart. And then um, it's, it's that simple. And, and it doesn't have to be elaborate. It doesn't have to be fancy. Um, but praying that, praying that out loud. Uh, has a lot of impact and um, there's no better decision because think back to the, how this, this show started. Are you ready? And are you ready for what? Are you ready for a different life? Are you ready to move forward? Are you ready to, to walk through the chaos? Are you ready for eternal life? I mean, I think now in terms of eternal life, why am I getting caught up in this? Why am I getting sidetracked with this? Why am I getting caught up? You know, with any of stuff that doesn't matter other than eternal life, because that's forever. And it's peaceful. There's no, there's no, there's anything that's bad on earth that doesn't exist in heaven. <clears throat> and it's joyous and it's happy and it's peaceful. It's tranquility, it's beauty. And there's fun. God is the God of fun. There wouldn't be fun in the world if God didn't create fun. Sometimes we abuse the fun, like somebody blowing a whistle in the store at Black Friday. So to me, the number one thing is ask, accept Jesus into your heart and repent, and then start reading the Bible on a daily basis, start praying on a daily basis, and start getting around the right people that are Bible believers and knowing that. Jesus is the only way to eternal life. And one of the scriptures you can read, we're going to pray in just a moment for people to receive Jesus. But one of the books of the Bible I would recommend that you start, anyone that's there listening to us, start in the book of John, which is the fourth book of the New Testament in the Bible. And if you can just get your hands on that book, I guarantee you, you'll be walked through who Jesus is, 
why it's important, how he is the only one that can get us to the Father who is in heaven. And he's the only way, the only truth, the only life that, that we need to live for. So let's just, uh, if that's you and you want to receive Jesus into your heart right now and the forgiveness he has to offer so you can spend an eternity with him, um, you just need to pray this prayer. Actually, you don't even have to say it out loud. You can say it in your heart. He'll hear it because he knows the words of our heart. So pray with me if you would. Dear Jesus, Father in heaven, I believe in you. I trust in you. And I know, Jesus, you're the only way to the Father. And I know and I believe that you're the Son of God who came into this world to die on the cross, take the sacrifice, and take the sin of the world on your shoulders so that I can have life with you and have it forever. So, Lord, come and live in my heart. Forgive me of all my sins in the past that I've, that I've didn't even, some of them I didn't even know what they were, but I knew they were wrong. And live in my heart and make me new. And give me the strength to continue to learn how to be, um, to live at my, at the highest level of I can, as I can because of you. And Lord, we just pray for your grace in everyone's life that's listening. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. As my granddaughter, as my granddaughter says, Papa, you forgot. Amen. <laughs> That's what Journey does every night now. She's like, Amen. Amen. Well, I'm gonna make one confession. That crazy person that was creating all the chaos in the store, blowing that whistle, dressed That's in you. I was that you? <laughs> He's turning off. For those of you who can't see that, he turned off his camera. Just no. Hey, we have a, we have another week coming up. Next week is coming up, and I think that the next couple of weeks, you and I should be talking about the high holy days of those who are of the Jewish faith. Uh, I think it's really really important we kind of talk about that as we come up it's the, ne the next three weeks. What do you think? Two weeks. I'm going to have to dive in deep because that's not my strong suit, but I'll give it my best shot. Hey, well, the next we have the next couple of weeks to kind of think it through. Thanks. Kind of so walk I through. Homework. I have homework. Thank you. Everybody else has homework, too. Hey, everybody. We love, we love you. Stay tuned for some amazing news coming up from End Times Chat. And uh, that includes a possible website. That includes uh, uh, some other stuff, podcasts. I mean, you name it, we've got some major news coming out in the next few weeks. We love you. God bless you guys. Tune in next time. Boop. Hallelujah. Thank you for tuning in to End Times Chat with GJ and Dan. If you decided to follow Christ, email us at endtimeschat at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. Tune in next time for more. And don't forget to pray, prepare, protect, Proclaim, pray again, persist, persevere, and pass it on. God bless. We'll see you next time.